0: Welcome back to The Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin Hell. I'm the pastor at Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of scripture and theology. We're in the middle of a study, or really right at the beginning of a study right now on 1 Peter. We've made it all the way, in I think seven episodes, we've made it all the way up to 1 Peter chapter 3, the, the fourth clause of 1 Peter chapter 3. We're intentionally moving very slowly, because the goal of this isn't so much to learn the ins and outs of the Greek, or or even kind of the, the scope of the letter. The, the goal of this episode, the goal of this podcast, is for us to spend time reflecting on how these great concepts, this great theology that we find in Scripture actually does connect to life. So this is as much about our heart and, and our way of thinking about life and processing life in light of the gospel as it is just learning the ins and the outs of theology or Scripture. Let me read 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, and then I'll pray for us and I'll offer a few comments on one section. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Most gracious Father, as we spend time to reflect on the living hope that we have in Christ, we ask that you would strengthen us by your Spirit, that I may speak in his power, that we may hear with his ability. That we may be strengthened in our faith through the study of your holy scripture. We ask this in Christ's most precious name. Amen. Well, this morning we're looking at the first thing that Peter tells us we were born into. He says that he is that God has caused us to be born again into two things. First, to a living hope, and then in verse four, to an inheritance. So this morning I want us to look at what it means to be born into a living hope and to reflect for a few minutes on that idea. A lot of times when we think of hope, we attach it to our circumstances or or we're hoping for a particular set of circumstances in the future. So if our circumstances are bad, we say that things are hopeless. This has been a a repeated phrase throughout the, the whole year this year. 2020 has been for many a very hopeless year. As we've endured the pandemic, as we've endured various political struggles, as we've endured uh, a very uncomfortable and, uh, in many ways, unfortunate election, as we've endured shutdowns, as we've seen family members get sick, as we've lived with fear, as we've lived with all of these different realities this year, for many, 2020 has been hopeless. Now, I don't want to take anything away from the reality of what we have experienced or what you have experienced this year. Many of the struggles and many of the the fear, many of the anxieties that we have dealt with in 2020 are very real. And I'm sympathetic to all of those and I've felt those with you. There have been many dark days for me in 2020 as we have tried to process through life as a church and even with my family. And so it's easy to look at our circumstances this year, and for many of us at any given point, and feel a sense of hopelessness. Feel this reality that it isn't getting better. In fact, a good argument can be made that it's continually getting worse. Now, we come to the elect exiles. Here, they had been moved from their homes in Rome and sent off to the nether regions of the the empire at the behest of the emperor. It wasn't necessarily, as we understand it, their desire to go, but off they were sent regardless. And here they are living in a foreign land, and Peter's writing to them to encourage them. They likely would have lost everything, Remember, oftentimes in the ancient world, and even today this can be the case, uh, one's inheritance, one's security was attached to what you own, your land, your home, all of these kind of possessions. They would have lost probably all of that in this forced move. And so even as they think about the future or their kids or what will be passed down, all of that was gone. People in our world have dealt with this and you know, when we've seen major stock market crashes, when we've seen real estate prices crash, when we've seen uh, companies like Enron or WorldCom or whoever it may be, uh, get involved in all kinds of dubious practices and all of a sudden people's life investments are just gone. We see cancer diagnosis. We see all kinds of illnesses. We, we see divorces. We see relational strife. We we see all of these things and it's easy to feel hopeless just like it was for the elect exiles to whom Peter writes. And so we need to hear what he says to them. According to God's great mercy, we've talked about that, he has caused us to be born again into or to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. There's something we should recognize immediately here. The living hope to which we have been born or into which we have been born is not in any way based on our circumstances. The elect exiles had no more reason in Peter's economy here that he's laying out for hopelessness than anyone. Because their hope, the Christian hope, The hope of you and I is not founded on our circumstances, but on our Savior, Jesus Christ. He has caused us to be born again into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Edmund Clowney frames it this way Our hope is anchored in the past, Jesus rose. Our hope remains in the present, Jesus lives. Our hope is completed in the future. Jesus is coming. Karen Jobes and her commentary on 1 Peter puts it this way. The present reality of the Christian's life is defined and determined by the reality of the past, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and is guaranteed into the future because Christ lives forevermore. See, what we have to understand here is that our hope isn't based on our circumstances. Our hope is... Is based on the reign of Jesus Christ. That he has conquered sin and death, that he rose again from the dead, and that our life is found in him. And no circumstance in our life undoes the reality of the resurrection. No circumstance in our life undoes the realities of the promises of God. No circumstance in our life undoes the hope that is given to us through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And our hope is founded so certainly on the resurrection that the only thing that could dash our hopes is if the resurrection were not true. Indeed, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, if in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. He says this in 1 Corinthians 15 in his lengthy exhortation about the reality of the resurrection, reminding people, That we have hope because the tomb is empty. We have hope because Christ raised from the dead and he is the first fruits of all those who will be born again. He has gone before us to prepare a place for us and all of these wonderful things so that we can talk about the hope of the gospel, the hope of eternal life, the hope of glory as Paul often does. The reality of hope based in circumstances is that it is a hope in this life only by distinction the hope that is founded in Christ is a hope that extends beyond this life and therefore it is a hope that remains even in the face of suffering hope is a common idea throughout the bible just a few new testament passages where we see this same word used in ephesians chapter 1 verses 16 through 18 this is what paul writes I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of, your, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened so that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. Later in chapter 2, verses 11 through 13, he says, Therefore remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That's the reality of life apart from Christ. But then he adds... But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. We don't have time for a full word study. But suffice it to say that we have throughout the New Testament statements that remind us that ministry is motivated by the hope of Christ. That the Christian life is founded on the reality of the hope that we have in Christ that the Christian ethic is motivated by our hope that is in Christ. Faith in Hebrews is defined in terms of the hope that we have in Christ. See, the joy, the glory of the hope of the Gospel is that it is so certain That we can look at the life that we face now and the suffering that is before us and the, the trials and travails of everyday life and remain hopeful because our circumstances are not what our hope is founded on, but on Jesus Christ. This living hope that we have speaks a truer word than the circumstances of our life. So to what do we attach our hope? To what are you attaching your hope? If it is on anything in this world, it is a fading hope. It is a futile hope. But if it is founded on the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it is a living hope that will not, Paul tells us, put us to shame. It will not disappoint. Would you set your hope on Christ even today? Hear this benediction from Romans 15, 13.